get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah and I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 359 and continuing with having amazing guests on this show. Joining us this week is Matthew, a.k.a. Dapper Talks. Matt, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, Honor, real honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's going to be a great show with you. A little bit of, uh, you know, preamble before we get into it. So, you know, what we're going to be talking about this week. We've got updates on the Nintendo Direct that we had last week that we recorded right before. So, you know, cool <laughs> things there. UB's making some noise. EA is putting their foot in their mouth. You know, the usual stuff. But before we get into that, I'm going to introduce you to the other friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm doing great yourself. I'm excellent. Simon, what's up? Hello. Hello. How you hello. feeling? Uh still have a uh interesting voice. You <laughs> do, you, you do. As you can hear, but uh much better, you know, no fever and none of that stuff. So still just kind of working through that cold. It wasn't the the C word. Well, you, I tested oh? negative the whole time. So Oh good. Who who knows at this point? Um, yeah. New kinds of plagues just showing up now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's up. so true. It's just, so yeah, true. But hey, happening. we appreciated the intro to the episode last yeah, week. That was I hilarious. I just liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, so I'm like, I'll, 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 I'll make them chuckle a little, a little bit. So it, the pièce de résistance was the raining noise in the of background, course, like you're in a, like um, some fancy French cafe avec. <laughs> The, the coffee in hand and the nice rain falling and Simon all ASMR smooth radio voice <laughs> yeah. going. It was, gr- it was a video off on, of YouTube. It was girls on games noir. Like there was yes. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> we should do it. Go up with a bottle of candy and you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. And I want to remind you that if you enjoy this show, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean, where you can subscribe and have it automatically downloaded every week. If you'd like to get some merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to leave us a voicemail, a message, yeah. be heard on the show. You can do that by going to the iHeartRadio app, going to the Girls on Games page, hitting that talkback microphone and recording for us something that you want to say. You want to tell us something nice? You want to yell at us? You got a question? Go right ahead. It's there for you. you do it's going to be awesome. Yes. All right. Let's get into the crew check-in. Of course, we have to start with Matt. Matt, what is it you do? And where did you come up with the name Dapper Talks? <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll tackle this sort of what what do I do f- what I do first. Um, so I'm a, I do a lot of freelance writing in the gaming space. So Best Buy, I write with Best Buy Canada on Best Buy Blog, uh, as well as uh, have my own podcast uh, doing that that work down to play. And of course, DapperTux.com. So 
Uh, really excited about that site. Um, it's just celebrating its, well, not just, but back in February, celebrated its one year anniversary. So uh, yeah, just, I don't know, I'm just trying to do as much as I can in the in the gaming space and uh, see kind of where it goes, where it takes me. And uh, finally, I also do a little bit of uh, writing as well, too, with uh, with mobile syrup. And of course, play plenty of games. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. We have met up and many different events. I think the very first event we went to was that Samsung thing. Yeah, that was wild. That, <laughs> that was a lot random of <laughs> night in Toronto when I came to visit for a Jingle Ball or MMVAs or something. <laughs> we started at a bar, ended up at a Samsung event, and you know the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, and we got to give the sh- shout out to Brock McLaughlin. So yeah, he's always like always there for a crazy wild time. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to happen with Brock. And it's the best. (laughs) Brock McLaughlin. Yeah. Damn. Brock's fantastic. He recently had a a boxing match. He started that for the first time ever. That that guy does everything. He's always around town. I love it. Along with being like well known in the or and knowing his thing with the video game side of the world. Like he's always on the go. And his style is like A1. We yeah. had him on the podcast like what, we have two years, two, three years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. We got to get Brock back on here, too. But uh, Matt, you're known for that old tuxedo thing. So where did that come from? Well, yeah, the, the Dapper Tux kind of moniker just came out of uh, staying classy mm-hmm. uh, in the gaming space, because I know um, I don't know if any stories reflect that today, but there's all been all sorts of stuff going on, <laughs> especially in the gaming space where there's been not some so classy individuals out there. but. No, the whole like Dapper Tux moniker more came from the fact of just, you know, um, again, I just try to dress the part. Um, I'm also an educator as well, too. So um, I'm known as the the teacher in the building that always has the tie on and is always, you know, helping students out around prom, stuff like that, getting their ties tied. And I actually had um, a student say, you know, sir, you're always so dapper. You're always so fly and, you know, helping them out. And I was just like, oh, that kind of kind of like works for me for you know gamer tag and just an overall identity and then that just keeps just kept kind of growing over you know from just going from a simple gamer tag to a whole website and yeah oh the mantra is so nice and i love too how you you bring your kid into it as well dapper tucked jr yeah so like <laughs> that's great because you get the perspective of the games as a gamer yourself but then also as a parent because we often get asked you know like What's a good game to play for my kids? What should I be watching out for? What are these loot box things? I guess you get firsthand experience of trying to navigate those waters on a daily basis with a kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, big, big saves and big shadows to things like Minecraft. Um, he just turned eight now, so he's getting a little bit um, into Fortnite. Mm. And also when Halo Infinite came out, I, I, I like ESRB rating kind of, you know, be damned he was, mm. he was he was playing that with me so there's certain <laughs> there's certain things that we kind of will like bend on but not break when it comes to like violence and, and games like we're, we're not we're not jumping into mortal Kombat quite yet but um no just fun stuff um we recently got and i love the couch co-op games like teenage mutant ninja turtles uh shredder's revenge yeah mm. that's like one of the games i'm playing right now i'm playing with him is just like it was just such a trip because the last time i played like uh teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, turtles in time i was probably around his age playing with my cousins like on a you know snes and yeah. now here i am playing this sort of same same game sharing these vibes with him so yeah oh. it's 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 just a lot of fun and what what's really fun also too about being like a, a gaming dad or i don't even know a pop culture dad is that at certain points when he's ready for it like the maturity level hits 
like now that he's eight, we're now starting to go through the entire Marvel comic universe, like nice. our film universe. So he's like, all right, what do we watch? And we're, we're, we've just gone all the way through. It was a little bit touch and go with the Iron Man. He was a little bit like freaked out at the very beginning when, you know, he becomes Iron Man. But then after that, like, he's just been like, yeah, whatever. I can handle all this. And we're up to as of last night, Thor. So it's, um, it's coming along. What an experience. I know Mike and I went through and watched everything again uh, during the pandemic. And like the fact that you have now fantastic games as well to go along with that with the spider-man series and things like that so the lego so yeah, games and the avengers well. games and yeah there's just you know that universe in particular is a wealth of content in yeah. any different medium and he's a huge miles morales fan which i love mm. that game that game just was like i think that's kind of where it all started for us i think that was the game that we both kind of beat together on the ps5 like that was our first like quintessential play through and beat because yeah once that game starts like it, it grabs you from the very beginning and yeah it's just even you know one of those things where the, the controls and even just the movement of spider-man he was just in all the way through so and he was like sh- teaching me combos eventually so i was just like wow <laughs> <laughs> soon enough the uh student will teach the master yeah exactly it will come it, it will, will come <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> And this past weekend was Canada Day, so a lot of us had uh, a long weekend. Did you get to do anything cool, Matt? Uh, just in and around Toronto with the uh, with the family. So we were just, uh, yeah, like laying low, playing some games. And Dapper Jr.'s been feeling a little bit under the weather, too. So, yeah, we didn't want to. We've been doing that same thing where we're, like, testing every single day to make sure it's not, you know, yeah. the, big, the big C word. But mm-hmm. I just I just think as people are are getting out there more and more, for better and for worse, I think, you know, people are just ca- catching more stuff. So, um, so far, so good. And, uh, yeah, but it's just laying low until he feels better and not not spreading anything <laughs> that's, nice. that's, that's that's the that's the priority that's why video games always come in clutch yeah 100 yeah and cat we're talking about uh we're probably gonna go to comic-con next weekend over in montreal like well this is gonna be a super spreader event <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna yeah. discover new types of 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 uh of, of plagues and new types of viruses at comic-con probably <laughs> yeah complete times 100 I've been at uh, a bunch of different events now, and it's just one of those things that you're just, you get in there at first and you're just like, yeah, and then you just feel the vibe and you just go with it. And you're like, I feel like it's three years ago and uh, everything it's is fine. And mask city. You're going to do mask good. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. I feel that. I feel but, that. Uh, the KN95 will get you through, I think, a, a lot of what's out there. So mm-hmm. for me, yeah, even the Xbox Bethesda event, it was amazing. But like for me, I've just had that mask on and I've just found like, I've done traveling. Um, I've been down to Florida during like peak points with Omicron and mm. I had that KN95 and we came out, you know, unscathed, knock on, knock on wood, but Fantastic. Um, Man. I can't say enough good things about those masks. So yeah, get, get back to it. Be cautious. But if you wear a, you know, good quality mask should see you through. And oh. Hey, if, if, if those masks can block out some of those uh, Comic-Con BO out there, then why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's like, <laughs> That's Just like my perfume in the inside. <laughs> 20% of the reason that I'm going to be wearing a mask at Montreal Comic Con <laughs> is so I don't smell all y'all. Honestly. <laughs> my God. Just wear some deodorant, you people. Uh, well, but sometimes it's so sweaty out that, you know, you can't do much about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe like a designer hasn't come up with something like that, like a Kelvin Klein, where it's like the actual Kelvin Klein mask. And then there's like a scent inside of something like, you know, 
Tommy for him or Tommy for her. That'd be, I don't know. Look, could be product, an idea. Product designers out there, fashion designers out there, just get on that. There you we, go. We'd be, we would appreciate it <laughs> as, as avid con goers. Kat, how was your long weekend, girl? I did sweet fuck all. It was amazing. <laughs> no, that is a lie. You did not do sweet fuck all because I saw a picture of an ice cream that I was so jelly over. <laughs> so that was definitely something, a highlight of my day to live vicariously through you. <laughs> yes, we were talking We were talking last week about uh, ice cream place uh, where I lived in Montreal, in the um, Villeray Rosemont, the area like where I, I'm at. But uh, yeah, called Icona Glass. Yeah, they came out with their, because it's strawberry season. Mm-hmm. So they did a remix of their strawberry sundae. So it was soft serve i get the regular stuff uh soft serve whipped cream fresh strawberries homemade strawberry jam and a rhubarb cake at the bottom oh. sounds like we're doing the next girls on games live on location <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I drive down to montreal just for that. Yeah, like i was saying they make their a lot of like their stuff homemade like the brownies that they put and their stuff is homemade and everything, and they have homemade vegan soft serve, and they make like flavors of the week on the vegan soft serve as well, um, which is amazing. We go like once every two weeks or whatever, but it's like I, every time we go, I am paralyzed by choice. Like, do I want one of the, you know, the fancy like soft serves, or do I want their new fancy Sunday? The thing with the fancy Sundays, it was the same thing for this one. It's like it's a lot of sugar. It's very sweet. Like just. Mm-hmm. That the amount of ice cream right there, like that's a lot of sugar. But I want to say, um, I'm on a Discord for fitness called Gain Devs. It's for Game Devs. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and I just want to say, like, uh, shout out to the person that runs this play, this. Uh, Discord. She found a personal trainer that used to work in the game industry and left the gaming industry to become a personal trainer and, you know, a no bullshit fitness type person. And I posted about how, like, every summer I lose appetite and I lose a lot of weight. And it used to be a non-issue, but now that I go to the gym regularly, that means that I have uh, energy levels are low, uh, strength is low, but also that means I'm just going to push my weight down and I can't. I'm doing this to gain weight. So I was asking for stuff that I could eat, you know, like, you know, like high calorie, low quantity snacks. And knowing that I have a peanut allergy, I can't do the P- PB&J and things like that. And um, I can do certain nuts because my grocery store has peanut free nuts, but those are like expensive. So I don't want to like have to rely on them too much because uh, my grocery bills are. Anyway, um, the personal trainer was like, how about ice cream? And I was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm all she said, bitch, help. and then she just left, <laughs> bitch. I was like, a hundred percent. So anyway, so that Sunday was uh, was not only self care; it was for my health. Exactly. I, <laughs> for I, health to keep my I weight wish. up. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Here I'm in the opposite because I'm my sister's yeah. wedding in two months, and I'm trying to tone up. We just ate salad for dinner. And now I'm like, oh, ice cream, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> let's trade. <laughs> oh, that that yes. That being said, I am uh, I am starting to suffer a lot from my allergies. The vertigo is back, so therefore my appetite is uh, oh. suffering a bit. 
but uh, I'm trying to keep things under control, things they keep things happy. We're just going to be like July and August is always terrible. Yeah. It's like that's when we have the heat waves and the heat waves is high humidity. That doesn't help with the allergies. And it's just a shit show. But um, so far the summer has been very cool, very mild. My Our herb garden is suffering and dying because it's cold at night. However, I am thriving. Um, <laughs> sorry, herbs. Catherine needs to survive. <laughs> yeah. As in compared to the last two summers, which were like so hot and muggy and rainy it was just like rain and hot and rain and hot and rain and hot that's all i remember but yeah all that to say that the only thing i did was the trip for that ice cream everything else was just like me hanging around the house and i slept in all three mornings. lovely no exception sometimes you need that yeah because i am two weeks away from my vacation and i am holding on to dear life until i get there you'll get there you'll get there Speaking of sleeping in and healing, Simon, how's your week been? <laughs> uh, sleeping in and healing? <laughs> uh, I mean, not much. Uh, yeah, apart from trying to survive uh, this fever thing that, mm-hmm. uh, that hit me, that not COVID thing, but still hurt. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of a shit show. It lasted a couple of days, still have a little, my throat still hurts. But I was able to, uh, since it was... Very nice outside for the last couple of days. I was able to uh, um, use my pool a lot because we got a pool installed and everything. So that's oh, very nice. nice. Yeah. So that was part of the uh, year one of us moving into a house was getting a pool. <laughs> so that's done. Now we get got to get the deck installed and everything. And then we can have uh, Pascal over so he can jump in there like the golden retriever that he is. And um <laughs> Just have some fun. So it's pretty cool. We already had some friends over, some family over, and yeah, just really in- enjoying summer. If they, things are going by really quickly, I feel we're already in July. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, like uh, half the year's gone. Like what yeah. happened? Yeah, I haven't seen the summer go by at all. But I mean, I'm pretty happy. Still, it's uh, even though I got sick for a couple of days, uh, still had a good time. And uh, and I missed you guys that listened to the podcast. That the two woman show was pretty good, and uh, really enjoyed it. So. Uh, I'm happy to be back and uh, chatting with you guys today. So thanks, bud. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what games everybody has been playing. Matt, you were talking about Team NT Shredder's Revenge. I downloaded that, but I haven't jumped into oh, it. Man. How are you finding it so far? Oh, it's fantastic. So yeah, we we played through it, and um, it's just every every aspect of what you want from Turtles in Time or that that like classic co op experience, arcade mm-hmm. Turtles experience. Like it's it's fantastic. Once you've beaten it, I mean, you know, it, there's not much to go out, go back and do it besides collectibles. But the, the the core like combat loop is just so good and so addictive, and they've just just brought it brought they've brought back a lot of the original voice actors from the original games. Um, they've brought in, I, I would say, like more dy- more dynamic combat as well too. Like there's different combos, so it's not just it's kind of cool. You can actually, you if you wanted to, you can button mash. But if you want to just sort of like dig more into the game's kind of like meta side with with combat, there is like some pretty deep combos and things like that that you can pull off. But I mean, if you're looking for a great uh, couch co-op game, that this is it. And I'm really hoping that it, we're hey, it's only July, but when we're talking like game awards this year, I'm really hoping TMNT. I don't know for what it's going to show up for, but. It's not game of the year 
quite, but man, it's, it's, it's maybe, I don't know, fan pick or something. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. In the family section, it may fit because I don't think it's rated. Like, is it E for everyone? I think I'm pretty sure it's E10. E10 because of the violence in it. Yeah. Now, one of my favorite things from the old uh, TMNT, especially Turtles in Time, was the soundtrack. Like, that was iconic. Is the soundtrack in this game just as good? Oh, it's so good. And they've even brought back, uh, or they've even had uh, Ghostface Killer do his own track. No way. Oh, yeah. And it absolutely is. It's fantastic. It, it, it comes into at one of the penultimate moments in the game. Like, I won't spoil. You could probably guess who you're going to fight at the end of the game if you've watched the cartoons. I mean, like... Starts with S yeah, and ends with Rether. <laughs> Classic villain. But yeah, they... I, I can't remember. There's uh, someone else that's done the composition as well, too. I think they've brought back um, someone that did the original games, if I'm not mistaken. But no, like hearing like Ghostface Killer, that was just like... If you're gonna if you're gonna redo remake a classic game like this, it's not even a remake. But if you're gonna take the classic tenets of a game like this and bring them all back, this is the way to do it. Like they just oh, it's just such a love letter to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans like myself and people who love the game. And even if you've never played the game before, you're still just gonna have a killer time. And I think it's up to eight players online. Wow, I've gotten up to four, but man, it's just like it's insane. It's just like pixelated madness and it's i i can't recommend it enough Man, cool you, yeah you talking about this play with your kid unlocked a core memory in me <laughs> of me playing that game with my uh my father-in-law back then and me i i must have been around 10 or something like that swearing for the first time in front of my parents because <laughs> i was frustrated at the game and i remember being a whole hoopla about it which you know you know you're telling you not supposed to swear for some reason you talking about playing with your kid just kind of brought that back up to me on the surface. So yeah, definitely have some memories apparently for that game. Oh, am I sense at the age where like if if the f bomb slips or something like that in my household, it's almost like he can write a ticket. And he's like, I can now say this like four times. I'm like, oh, that's not how this works. You're not gonna swear. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's with with TMNT. There wasn't much swearing. Like him and I were, we had a pretty good like back and forth in terms of being able to like help each other out and uh yeah just as he gets older it's just like wow you're really good at this so you can start <laughs> you can start carrying dad and that's great nice <laughs> Train the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you're playing the quarry isn't that yes. a scary game how are you doing well, that <laughs> so there's there's daytime games yes. in our household and then there's nighttime games yeah. and yeah the, the quarry is definitely one as well as like certain television shows, obviously, like Stranger Things. That's where it's like a balance. It's like, okay, what can I play and watch in the daytime that he's gonna it's gonna jive with him? Mm-hmm. And what are things that I can I, I have to push like after bedtime because I don't want to give uh, him long term psychological issues. Like right. <laughs> right. That makes Not sense. on purpose anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's funny because I, I I I threw out like a tweet like that a few, uh, I think a few a few weeks ago. I was just like, oh, I'm so excited that. We have teen, you know, teenage mutant ninja turtles to play, but at the same time, I have the quarry as well. And you know, we have a nighttime games, and we have daytime games. People are like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, daytime games. I'm playing with Dapper Junior. Nighttime games. We know he's asleep. He's not seeing them because, yeah, something like the quarry. Uh, it's 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 two very different games, but I'm I'm really enjoying it as well too. I'm I think there's about twelve chapters in it. I'm about halfway through, 
it's it's really good uh supermassive games i think 2k is the publisher it's if you look it, it actually came out again another title that came out at the perfect time it's like that sort of summer uh horror slasher sort of thing where you have like uh decisions that you can make that will branch off and um mm. and each interlude you're met with a mysterious old lady that can show you like what gives you hints about what's going to happen in the next chapter but it, it's the classic story of um you're basically in a camp that is inside of a quarry hence the name and you have various um various camp counselors who are just kind of finishing off doing their camp counselor thing for the summer and then they stay one day later than they should and then things go sideways with the haunt with you know some you know kind of like supernatural i don't try not to spoil what mm. it is but the game gets you like it gets like the first like 10 minutes there was a couple of good scares where you get lost in the woods and you're walking around you can hear the voices around you and then the camera drops really low and your character is like right front and center and then from the side comes this apparition who whispers in your ear like just right in the oh, camera God. so you feel that you feel that hair no. is going on the back of your neck <gasps> disagree um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no spoopy games for simon <laughs> oh no yeah no, some no. people some people are like that i get it like there's certain games where yeah i'm like what why am i playing this again why am i doing this to myself but when it <laughs> gets it, to the end of it it's pretty rewarding does it play like um other supermassive games like until dawn where it's like you're controlling it's a lot of decision, decisions but it's not like dexterous or anything it's really just you kind of navigating around that world almost like a point and click in a certain sense um, it's, it's a little bit more involved. Like for example, like you could be running some, the thing could be chasing you and you could have to run across a, a, you know, a river. And if you don't follow the prompts with your steps, you slip and fall into the river okay. and then it, it gains ground on you. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit more involved and you can actually go around the environment, explore, pick things up. Um, you can also pick up, uh, tarot cards. So, okay. you know, those, like those, uh, I don't know a ton about them, but when you pick up the, these cards and it's kind of cool the way they embed them in the environment like if you walk into the environment this the camera will sometimes come into a, a more obscure angle okay. and then this tarot card you might see it suddenly on the edge of a dock and then it will unlock and then through the next sequence say for example the card is i don't know luck or or death you can ask this figure in you know each chapter interlude like can i can i redeem this card and see how it's going to help me in the next chapter. And you'll get, you'll be able to sort of gaze into a crystal ball that she has. And it shows you like a snippet that you're like, okay, I don't understand this at all right now. But then as you get closer to playing that scene, you kind of know what to do to mm. sort of, you know, save that character. But so far, none of my characters are dead. A lot That's of people are, are not. Yeah. I had to use uh, quite a few restarts in, on, on one scene, but it's uh, it's an interesting game and uh, I, I, I highly recommend it. Only, I guess the only downsides right now is that uh, it's got the, the, the similar horror tropes where it's just like, why are you discussing how you feel in the middle of the woods when this thing is hunting you and trying to kill you? <laughs> why are you discussing your emotional sort of state of play at the moment? When because it's, it's a like, video game. <laughs> I know. It's and a horror movies do it too. Horror, mo horror movies do it too, but I'm yeah. just I'm sitting there like, go inside. Get an axe. Run. <laughs> just run. Just get out of Dodge. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I might uh, pick that up. I loved Until Dawn. Um, I didn't get to play their other one. Was a Man of Medine. Man of Medine. Yeah, I Madon, saw that. Yeah. What are you playing it on? Xbox, PlayStation. I'm playing on Xbox. Cool. Cool. Is that one on Game Pass? 
No, unfortunately, no, it's not. No. Okay. It, you know what, though? You're right. That's like, it's one of those games that's perfectly suited. What's interesting about the quarry, I recently read that the quarry and uh, the other game by the makers of Brick and Morty, it, apparently those were supposed to be, these two games were supposed to be Stadia exclusives. Yeah, that was, what then, was that called that they were announced at? Something Life. I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, oh, they the looked with hilarious weird, with the guns talk to you. The They're weird creatures. people gun? Yeah, yeah the weird yeah. monster guns. Oh my god. Okay, no, plugging my to go set. To, I'm gonna go to uh, dappertux.com Rick and, and my... Morty game. High on life? High on life, that's it. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah that looked when, when you know, and it's hard it's hard to deliver humor in a trailer and make it not feel corny cringy but i think yes, because yeah. of the concept and how they introduced it and how the guns have personalities and stuff and we know it's from the guys that did rick and morty so it's going to be funny i think that's what really sold that in the press conference as a trailer more so than other games would yeah yeah no i totally agree and you're right there's there's that narrative sometimes when they're trying to be funny and it's just like oh this isn't this isn't hitting and let's let's just move on from this. But you know, it was really funny. And the fact that the weapons will, you know, follow you through your journey and actually mock you. It's like, are you actually trying to hit that person? Are you intentionally missing? Like it <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. But yeah, it, I'm shocked that both the, the quarry and and high on life, like supposed to be stadia exclusives and stadia just didn't happen. Oh my so. god. Yeah, yeah. Another Google thing down for the count. I mean bound to happen oh my um Catherine, were you uh enjoying any uh very home-like calm soothing games over this past week yes um <laughs> thank you for freshly frosted you you're right. welcome uh, oh, what I, I, heard, I heard a little bit about this i i'm very interested to hear more about this game yeah, yeah. Uh, last week leah reviewed it it's a little puzzle game where you build conveyor belts so that Donuts get frosted and delivered. It I is have to try this. It's great, amazing as it is. It's one of those like low, low stress kind of game. The I I really do enjoy the fact that there's a narrator mm-hmm. and she's just like a girl staring at the the clouds, imagining donut conveyor belts. She's um, us. Who are we kidding? She, <laughs> we exactly. just want to stare at the sky and and you know imagine think donuts. about dessert. Think yeah, about think dessert. about dessert. Yeah, yeah I was uh, playing it a bit last week because um, I was playing D anD D and there was a mummy and the mummy hit me and cursed my character and now my character is um, out of commission for now. Um, so for the rest of the combat, I was uh, frosting donuts. I don't. So, as you play this game, I have to ask because I'm just I'm watching trailers now. Very, very highly reviewed on Steam. Mm -hmm. You see the donuts. Do you constantly not need to go out and get donuts? Because that's what these games would do to me. I'd be like, okay, you know what? I mean, it's like Candy Crush. At one point, I built a immunity to like the the sodas and the candies and whatnot. Um, Good for you. How how did you do that? I've never been able to accomplish such a thing. Mostly, um, when you all you have around you are Tim Horton donuts, is easy okay. to resist because those are shit. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but yes, I've started. I've started going back to the office, and the mile end 
has some uh pretty banging donut places like actual like so that look like the stuff in the video games so yeah i'm at one point i might end up with uh with some donuts um but yeah no i it was really good and i'm gonna probably play some more on tomorrow during my DD games because uh i'm still cursed and very much down for the count so we'll see how long it takes until my party <laughs> saves me if my party saves me Ooh. um but yeah and other than that continuing disco elysium um really enjoying that uh i'm getting into the meaty part of the investigation and uh being a cop so yeah that's what i've that's what i've been playing and nice. also i was like today uh shout out to xbox for ratting on me but today i was like it was i think 4 30 p.m mm -hmm. i was working and i was like i need to check the live game but it's like it's 4 30 i am not switching from a dev build to live game so i just kind of like walked over to my xbox mm -hmm. where i do have for honor installed and i launched the game and whatnot and I kind of like tested a few things, launched a game mode, went through the thing because I don't have dev cheats. I had to play through it. I was like, it's going to take five minutes. I'm just going to do it. But like, I haven't played a lot of For Honor. So it was just like achievement, 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 achievement. <laughs> <laughs> like 4.30 on a Monday afternoon. I'm just like. Way to call me out, Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? Anybody that knows me is like, this girl's working like, right? But, like, I feel like everybody else would look at this feed and be like, what the fuck are you doing playing, like, work from home or hardly working? It's <laughs> like, ugh. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. That is funny. Um, yeah, but also, like, when I do launch the dev build, like, locally on my, on my PC when I'm at home, Discord rats me out, too, and so you can say, uh, it's playing yeah. When honor. Pascal plays MLB the show on the console, we see it too. So. Yeah, yes. I turn that off because it rats me out all the time, and I'm always worried about <laughs> yeah, uh, well. <laughs> sharing something that I shouldn't be sharing. And yeah. then it also rats out my Spotify too. And I mix like Mike and I use it together because if you yell at the Google, it's that playing. So like, yeah. if I'm listening to something random, then that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, like, because he got MLB through Game Pass mm -hmm. for him for him to for it to work on his account my account has to be logged in so yeah, yes all day you see me saying if you see me playing mlb the show it's not me if you see me playing <laughs> um oh yeah we know nhl it's not me if you see me playing for honor i'm working shut up <laughs> <laughs> i'm not enjoying myself this is work um, stuff this game is too hard for me to enjoy it um <laughs> oh my god but yeah <laughs> anyway Shout out to the Xbox achievements for being like, wow, you are accomplishing so much. I'm like, get out of the way. I'm trying to screenshot the UI, you stupid fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, what have you been playing? Uh, so, as you all know, I'm always super late on the latest gaming trends. So I only play games if they've been out for at least a year. Not by choice, but because that's just how it is. That's just how I am. <laughs> Unless, it's, of course, it's a FromSoft game. Yeah. Um, but I got my hands on... Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remastered, a remake, actually. Remake, yeah. Um, I don't know if I if we had talked about it, but... Uh, yeah, a bit. I'm almost done. Um, cool. Like 20-ish hours in, something like that. Um, and uh, it's... like The combat's very nice. It, it looks fantastic. The story is... 
I feel like they assume that you've already played FF7, the original. Because some of the things are just not really well explained. And it's just, oh, well, yeah, of course, that's what it is. And I'm like, what, what do you mean, of course, that's what it is? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so it, it really feels like it was made for people who have already played that game. Uh, which is a little bit of a shame. Because I think that the story is, could actually be really interesting if it was really well developed and well presented. Um, but having not played the original, uh, I feel a little bit like out of the loop. And I don't want to look it up either because I feel like I'm going to spoil myself. Because like, it's not the full game at all. I think it's the first CD. Like the back first, then when yeah. you had like four yeah, games, disc, four, yeah. four CDs, first disc. I think it's, yeah, it's the first disc. So um, I know how, how it ends the first disc because everyone knows what happens at the end of this one. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really good. I'm having a good time. The combat's really fun. I guess it's a little bit light on content. Uh, I say that as I have put it 24. Okay. I'm at 27 hours. It's not that bad, but like, I think each character only has like four or five weapons. There's not that many skills. Um, a couple summons, even though like the summons are not really an integral part of the story. Mm-hmm. Like they're really just kind of just there, which is a little bit strange. They're not really explained or like what they do or why they, why they're there. Maybe it is eventually in the next uh, in the next game, but for now it's just hey, go do that VR mission. Oh, you fought Shiva in the VR mission. Now you can summon Shiva in the real world. How the fuck does that happen? Materia, what's Materia? Don't worry about it. Okay, cool, <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's that's, so. that's kind of how it went with with the original two, and a lot of oh, okay. oh, and a lot of Kojima games as well. Like you play Metal Gear, and it's just like how is this happening and who are these people <laughs> eventually you know just go with it just go yeah. with it. well yeah that's what i'm doing that's honestly my only complaint like because i the rest of the game is really fun like i'm having a really good time um uh i did install some mods of course on it on pc uh some things you have to you know the the, the original field of view i think it's like 55 is ridiculous you're so close to cloud you can't see anything else um i understand why they did it you know because they wanted to be on ps5 and it got to run on ps4 as well so they had to make some concessions but like run pc so not being able to slide the fov ourselves is kind of crazy so i had to install a little mod to make that happen but um yeah it makes a big difference it's really but yeah i'm having a good time they're very linear but i i think from what my friends were saying is that the original disc one was very linear as well because it's like you're only in midgar and you're not like moving out of the city whereas in disc two usually it becomes an open world game which mm-hmm. is like classic for final fantasy games like yeah. sevens like that eight nine ten like they're all you get your ship and then you start moving around and all that kind of stuff so i think that's probably also what's happening with seven uh so We'll yeah. see what they're going to do with the rest of the game after that. Um, and I know they've announced like seven different spin-off games, uh, <laughs> and I'm not quite sure which one it is. Uh, I do have the the one with Yuffie, like Intergrade, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, I do have that one with the version that I bought on Epic Games, so I'm definitely going to play it after, uh, just because it's more content, more fun, so uh, I'll jump on that. But I know they've announced a couple other story tie-ins and and crisis score and brother and whatever the f- flip it's called so i'll have to, <laughs> i'll have to google that and understand 
what do I need to play to understand what's happening with the story? Because I'm I'm engaged and I'm interested. So they're yeah. turning it almost into its own little, like its own series, its own entity. You know, like yeah. its own but lo- you- universe, right? Because they're no longer is it one game, like you said. It's like, but even before it did, didn't it have? Wasn't Crisis oh, they had Core tons of spinoff games tacti- and tactics yeah. and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of they stuff. They had tons yeah. of spinoff games. FF Seven, yeah, it's always been mega popular, so they've always made some side games and and extras and add-ons and all sorts of different things to in that same universe in that same world so it makes sense that they're kind of going that way um yeah. so final we'll fantasy is never final that's what no. we've learned oh no definitely no, no. it's never. all the way Just to the final. Final final fantasies yeah, it's oh, true. I'm so excited for 16 you guys talked about a little bit when i wasn't on the podcast and i just want to say i'm so excited for that game and i'm usually not excited but the fact that it's the same people that made ff14 what it is right now mm-hmm. like i love if the story of ff14 is so good the music is great like everything is amazing about it so if they can bring like the combat system from ff7r ish like with some modifications and some additions and then bring that into a world built by yoshi p and and so can and all, all those people and like oh my god it's gonna be like just amazing so i'm really excited to play that. And it, it's it's sounding dark it's sounding more like oh, well, the adult team yeah and they're, they're they're gonna push the m rating for this one as well too for 16 That's well i mean there there are those lots of rumors talking about ff9 remake as well so maybe they're gonna ff9 remake is gonna be their kids quote-unquote game <laughs> like more appealing to the masses because i've been seeing that pop on pop on every now and then uh talking about nine remake um so we'll see if that happens one day but it makes sense that 16 could be a darker and then nine could kind of go back to the more uh kid-friendly version i and guess if you will even though nine, nine was fantastic nine had the like chibi characters yeah. too yeah. didn't yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah i remember that because yeah. uh, they yeah, seven seven they had the blocks <laughs> it was just yeah, like well, lego yeah. lego people and then for ff8 they managed to make like almost like human yeah they, they yeah. tried to make humanoids yeah people. but for, <laughs> and then for it went FF- back to took small characters for nine yeah for, for they went chibi for ff9 and it worked better with what the ps1 could do and yeah like, and then more yeah and ff9 like looks as uh, some of the best uh, um yeah. uh like background design of the entire mm-hmm. series it's yeah, seriously FS9 yes. was beautiful. The music was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I remember the job system. And it was, what was their system? It was like you had to use a weapon until you learned the skill off the weapon yeah. uh, for it to be permanent. That, uh, that I remember being annoyed with that, but it was still way better than FF8's. I was going to say, can't materials. be worse than the yeah. fucking magic system in 8. Yeah. Oh, Dear drawing God. materials, and then you would cast spells, and then you'd be like, "Fuck, I had to cast less powerful because of it." <laughs> I had to cast spells. The last Who boss fight. That? Now I gotta retop all my my spells. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? It Who thought that doing so that was bad. smart? And yeah, going from I, the materials system in Final Fantasy VII to like that Final Fantasy VIII system, I remember just being a teenager and being like, "What? Well, yeah. What is this? Who's drunk? Who's this?" this? <laughs> yeah, going to each of those games was such a like shock because the yeah. systems, like, it was like it feels familiar yet so not. What am I missing? <laughs> I mean, there was the, there was Shiva and Bahamut and some asshole named Sid, so I figured it was a Final Fantasy game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyways. Um, yeah, I've been playing some Fortnite. Nice. <laughs> what? Uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, the, they introduced a no build mode, which was yes. the building yep. was what annoyed me the most in the, in that game. Like you you shoot someone and they become a building, which is like just so annoying. Yeah. And, um, but now that they've introduced, cause I, when, when it came out, like I really enjoyed the, like the combat and I enjoyed the the gun the gunplay was really fun and the movement was good but i really really hated the 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 building system so when they announced that they were doing a no build mode i'm like ah i'll give it a go see how it is and uh, i'm having a lot of fun it's really fun it's uh i suck of course because i don't know what the hell i'm doing but um i'm i'm having i i really enjoy the uh the colorful aesthetics and the music and all the people the emotes and stuff and I have none of that because I'm not spending a dollar on that on that game. But uh, Epic makes enough money. But it's still kind of really fun to to just see, uh, um, just play that game and see other people like seeing Darth Vader run around and shoot people is just kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a little bit of fun. Are, the skins are so cool. I think they have Indiana Jones now. Yeah, um, there's a lot of really cool stuff. I'm none of it has maybe at one point if they do like a, a skin that i'm really interested in or super excited about then maybe i'll get to it but like right now i'm not just not it's not something that's interesting for me so but yeah indiana jones uh, i think that yeah the, there's Darth vader i think the the last um reward for the battle past this season is Darth vader uh it looks pretty cool so yeah one, lots of one thing uh, they do great is their licensing their shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they they definitely know their stuff. They know what to do. They know how to do it. Um and uh so yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm 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 playing some of that and I'm also playing some uh franchise hockey manager. So uh that's a yeah, that's a super nerd game, <laughs> but it's basically <laughs> NHL without playing hockey. So you're the GM and the head coach of the team that you take over. So for me, it was the Canadians. And you're in charge of everything. So salaries, high scouting players, et cetera, et cetera. So pretty much everything that a, a GM for an actual hockey team would do on a daily basis. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun. Like, that's one thing that I always did when playing NHL, like the, the actual game. Uh, was franchise mode, which is basically build your team and do trades and sign contracts and stuff. But the lack of depth in uh, the NHL games is just mm. like crazy. This is, you can do surface level things, but in franchise hockey manager is actually quite daunting in the beginning, the amount of options that you have and the amount of things that you can do in that game. Um, so I had to look up a couple of tutorials online and I'm, I started off a, a test version just to see what I could do and, you know, what kind of setups I can do and what kind of trades I can do, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm honestly, I'm having a really great time. I think I'm at like 20 hours in right now and it's a perfect game to kind of just turn off your brain a little bit and just kind of watch, listen to YouTube and mm -hmm. put on some music and you can just kind of, you know, once you've set up your season, it's really just a question of uh you know playing through the games and dealing with injuries but apart from that it's really just like in between seasons that you're doing a lot of the thinking and, and moving stuff around so it's a great game to just kind of really chill and 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 not think not think too much so instead of glazing donuts i'm shooting pucks <laughs> <laughs> nice 
Yeah. Yeah, my front, I, uh, it was a weird week, I think because of the short week, and plus it's just so nice out. I've been having a hard time, like, just sitting down and playing a game, like, just not motivated. Everybody goes through that in, in this industry yeah. where you just are oh, like, yeah. eh, I have lots of games I like, but nothing that's really tickling my fancy right now. Uh, but last night, uh, in my, you know, haze of not knowing what to play, I went and flipped through Game Pass. And noticed that House Flipper is now available yeah, on there. I did not see that before. That so it must have just come out. And so I started playing that last night and Mike saw me playing it. And so I handed the controller for him a, to him a bit and he was playing it. And then I went off to bed. And then in the wee hours of the morning, I heard him come into bed because he was off because he's he, he his new schedule is Sundays, Mondays off. So anyways, when he finally wakes up today and I go and talk to him, I was like, so did you play any more House Flipper? He's like, I played until 4 (laughs) 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 a.m. And uh, so he got pretty far in that for us. So we haven't uh, flipped a house yet. We're still doing odd jobs, trying to build up some money and work on the one that we have right now. That's our little office that is in dire need of repair. Um, And yeah, after I finished work, I jumped back in it again, doing some more odd jobs for people. And I think Mike's out there playing now and guaranteed after the podcast, we're going to continue doing that. But I didn't realize um, how like prolific this game is. Uh, It's got a fantastic review on Steam, 9 out of 10. Uh, I went to get some like tips and tricks and stuff online, um, some YouTube videos and that kind of stuff. And I saw some crazy aesthetic builds that people had done redoing different houses and stuff like that. I can't wait to get to that point where I have to go and like redo a full house, decorated, do all that stuff. Because right now I'm just like, this person wants a bathroom in this part of their house. Now you know how to (laughs) tile. Okay, go rip down a wall, put down some tile, learn how to do these things, paint the walls, you know, that kind of stuff. But man, it's really fun. I don't know what it is about these like life simulation games that really like draw me in. Like it's it's almost like a fantasy because like yeah. you like doing that kind of stuff yeah. but in real life you never really get to do that stuff so well, especially or now it's since I don't in real exactly life. yeah speak Catherine. <laughs> like, Catherine i knows. haven't i haven't <laughs> like i i when i sold my place in montreal and then moved to toronto and started renting it's not like i can do anything here i don't yeah. have a yard i don't even like you know like i only have this tiny condo and uh and yeah i've missed kind of the like it's Saturday, so let's go mow the lawn or do something like that where you feel accomplished because you did something for your property. So now I'm doing things for my virtual property. <laughs> if you miss mowing lawns, like I have one, and oh, really? Be my, be my guest. Okay, <laughs> we we actually do that every so often. I go over to my uh, my sister and brother in law's place, and we're like, uh, we'll help you do yard work. <laughs> we're bored. <laughs> So never know. Maybe I should start my own lawn mowing business. There I actually did that also <laughs> virtually with Lawnmower Simulator. So I've got training. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> I know exactly what to do. Though at one point in my life, I've never worked with a lawnmower that's like one of those ride-on ones. I've only oh, ever yeah. had like a gas or an electric one. I'm a wizard at controlling the the <laughs> extension cord and not, you know, getting it caught in the lawnmower. So uh so yeah, I got that pro skill. Put that on your CV. Extension uh, oh, cord. I will. Definitely, most definitely. <laughs> I have yeah. not electrocuted myself. <laughs> MFA can drive an electric lawnmower. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk uh, news of the week. You guys ready to do that? Let's yep. do it. Let's go. Okay. It's time to talk news. Catherine, now last week, 
rewind a little bit. We had just, just recorded, and then a mere 12 hours later, then the news hit about the Nintendo Direct, which some people are knocking up to be one of the best Nintendo Directs ever because of some of the things that had been released. And even though it was a third-party showcase, it delivered the goods. Yeah, but I just... The only thing that mattered is that we got Vindication. (laughs) Persona 5 coming to Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It took forever. Leo is all like, I'm going to play on Switch. He's been saying that for, like, what, three years? They somehow announced it was coming to Xbox before they announced (laughs) that it was coming for Nintendo Switch. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot. Like, I didn't watch it. I just saw, like, that people were um people were like freaking out about persona 5 and i was like there it is there it is um but seriously uh some good good stuff on there uh near automata mm. to nintendo switch i think this is their first port to nintendo switch is that what the one pascal really enjoyed yes yeah but, okay so you he was telling me the whole game. tale about that it's the weird <laughs> robot Gotta be android weird. thing <laughs> yeah um, blah, holy shit! I yeah, know that, that grabbed that, me. That looks amazing. That yeah, was that, just like that okay, black. Yeah, that it's a black and white painterly two D yet three D game. Like that's going to be one a good one to play with the uh, Dapper Junior. Yeah, it's co. Yeah, it's co op, and as long as it doesn't have like a Bambi like beginning or ending, I- I'm in. So, no yeah. worry. <laughs> In the blind forest and yeah, will the wisps yeah. and because that like, eh. like one of the well we love like Minecraft dungeons so Minecraft legends legends we're super psyched about uh, but yeah like but you guys are right like in terms of bringing the goods this this was totally a wild wild show like and oh return to Monkey Island like it's gonna yes. be a, a Switch exclusive a console exclusive for I don't know how much time but oh man yeah yeah I like I'm just looking at the list of games in front of me here in terms of Man, there's um another I think it's I'm gonna mispronounce it, but it's Lori Lai and the Laser Eyes. So it's another um I think it's in Studio Anampora. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Or in more or less probably incorrectly, but yeah, there's just there was just so much so much announced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, like, go ahead. Por- portal companion collection. Just yeah, that, that caught me. That caught me off guard. I didn't expect that at all. Me and neither. The one thing that we did speak of when we did record was that there was the leak from one Mario of the Rab- international yeah. Ubisoft stores about Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which did get a release date. I think is the twenty second of October. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe not. October twentieth, according to this polygon. I'm close. I'm close. That oh. I'm really stoked of. I loved the first game. That's going to be just like. So great. I, I'm yeah. ready for it. I'm ready to see all the updates. I purposely did not. Now, I know they had Ubisoft had like a, a, a like almost like a special deep dive on that um, the next day. Um, I didn't watch that because I don't want to know anymore. It's like I you I'm already sold. I don't need to know anymore. I'm going to play that game. So let's just keep it all uh, as, as a secret. And, I honestly uh, surprise feel- myself. That's that's a brilliant play, and I did that. I do that with like a lot of big games. I, I did that with Last of Us too. I just mm-hmm. at a certain point where like I know I need to cover certain things for for professional responsibilities and be in the know. But some films, some games, it's just like okay, I don't want to know anymore. 
because yeah. I feel like as I see the trailers, it's like, okay, some of the best moments of the game are being spoiled. And if you oh, get yeah. those, like those hitting you fresh, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a whole other level. So yeah, no, no, I, I hear you with what you're totally saying with, uh, with the next, with Mario, next Mario Rabbids. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, it's going to be a good year on Nintendo. I think a fair number of these are coming out relatively soon, like within the next six to 12 months. So that's fun. I mean, now I have a real problem, though, like a legitimate problem, because I want to play Persona 5, but I don't know, again, obviously, but with Royal attached to it. I don't know if I want to play it on the Switch and have the benefit of being able to take it to work. Or if I want to play it on Xbox and have achievements. So now I got a real problem. <laughs> wow. Well, that's why they just, so need to put ga- they just need to put Game Pass on Switch and then you're just, you're set. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so that's true. just so simple. <laughs> <laughs> Solve everybody's problems. But see, it's, an inter- it's an interesting question you bring up because at a certain point, like, I love my Switch, but there are performance issues eventually. Yes. Like there, you're, you're going to get better fidelity on a Series X or PS5. Like exactly. it's not, mm-hmm. it's not fanboyism. It's fact, and it's it's just one of those things where it's just like if I'm going to experience for this for the first time, or maybe if the Switch is like your your go to, that's my system, and I, my life's on the go, and that's that. Like all power to you. But yeah, for certain experiences, if it's like your first time, like Persona Five, I would say like, you know, do it on do it up on the Xbox. Yeah. I played through a fair chunk of it on PlayStation, so I know a lot of it. But then, like, that's when Royal came out, like, right after when I was, like, in the middle of it. I was like, crap, now I'm going to have to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait and see what happens. I'm I think I'm definitely going to play it on on Xbox. I, I mean, it's part of Game Pass, so it's like it's not free, but feels free instead of potentially having to pay 80 bucks for it on on uh nintendo switch and then yeah i will be patiently waiting to see what it runs like because i think the art style of it is forgiving enough because it's that anime-esque sort of look and feel and the ui is different but i have a feeling there's gonna be problems because that was a like it's a gorgeous game on playstation 4 when i played it i can't wait to see what it's gonna look like on a series x and on my you know and Maybe they'll up the FPS or something cool like that. That'd be fun. But yeah, we'll I know, see. I know Fall Guys was chugging a little bit. And, and that okay. game is like, it's a good game. And it's got some, you know, technical, you know, merits to it. But like on the continuum of gaming, you would expect, okay, the Switch can, the Switch can do Breath of the Wild. It can do that, no problem. But mm. it, with the amount of player count and that, it was just absolutely chugging. So that's one of those things where it's just like, okay, so where, where do I play this? And where should I play this? But yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the benefit of having the Switch, too, is, like, when you get to the grindy parts, like that, mm. when you're driving the car, the truck down in the, I don't know, what do you call that, the underground, almost like, yeah. um, that's kind of, like, the type of gameplay where it's, like, you're playing that in my, in my uh, I'm playing that in my hands while Mike's doing something or watching TV or whatever, like, which I couldn't do as easily with the Xbox taking over the big TV, so, so, yeah, it's like, ah, what do I want to do? Decisions are hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to testing Personal Five the Royal on XCloud if it is yes. XCloud available. Mm. That's true. Yeah, XCloud would be interesting to, to try that out if that happens. 
Okay, next story. I brought this one. Um, yeah, so the story is, and it's been puttering around the internet now for a few days, um, is that Ubisoft is going to shut down some multiplayer and online services for 15 games in September of 2022. I pulled this from IGN, but I've been hearing it uh, all around uh, the internet. And yeah, 15 games includes Assassin's Creed games, so Far Cry 3, Splinter Cell, Blacklist, Prince of Persia, Forgotten Sands, and more. Um, it essentially, the quote says, closing the online services for some older games allows us to focus our resources on delivering great experiences for players who are playing newer or more popular t- uh, titles, Ubisoft wrote in its support page. So I'm not going to... I'll read through the the top line of each uh, console, but in the show notes that Kat puts together, it does detail it further on how it affects each individual console and 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 place you might find it, like PC and stuff like that. But here's the list. It includes Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 3, uh, the 2020-12 release, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Driver San Francisco, Far Cry 3, the 2012, 2012, my God, now I'm so used to seeing 2020, it's hard to get that out of my head. The 2012 <laughs> release, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier, Soldier. my God, Soldier. Future Shoulders. <laughs> Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, Rayman Legends, Silent Hunter 5, Space Junkie, Splinter Cell, Blacklist, and Zombie U. What's interesting to note, though, is this does not affect the remastered versions of Far Cry 3 and Assassin's Creed 3. They're going to be still running. Um, it's not the first time that they've done this. In 2021, they shut down multiplayer functionality uh, for some other online service games uh, or the online pieces of some other games, including Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas, Rainbow Six Vegas 2, Rainbow Six Lockdown, Far Cry 2, and Splinter Cell Conviction. I mean, I kind of anticipate these kinds of things happening if people are not um, playing them and it's costing the company money to upkeep them. It's preventing them from moving on to bigger, better things. Um, And it's kind of the world we live in with online services and online games. I ask to you folks, is this to be expected? Are we essentially going to have to sit around and just wait for the games that we used to play in the online services and DLCs that just may not exist anymore? That's the reality of it. I mean, as long as those games are playable offline, like if you can play, you know, games like Assassin's Creed, if you can play them as single player and still enjoy the game, then you can't access online stuff. Okay, who cares? <laughs> if you can still play the game, I'm fine with that. So, I don't know, maybe just a question of how exactly... Like, are they shutting down access to the game, or are they just shutting down access to the online no, version just, of the game? Just the multiplayer, and then the DLCs won't be purchasable nor downloaded. No. Because I think a lot of those games also got new SKUs, where all the content is packaged together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like, for people that originally bought it, like, you know, the 2012 editions or whatever, and then they bought the DLCs separately, then you won't, if you uninstall them, you won't reinstall them. But It'd be I, great I, if they could grandfather in the previous people who bought those things and then deliver the DLCs like back to them so they have access. But for the online component, at a certain point, I do understand because even like for example, Overwatch, like you could get a game like that, and with Overwatch too, they are going to be sunsetting many of the maps 
um, that so many people fell in love with the game. But at the same time, like you know, originally fell in love with the game. But at the same time, like the it's that balancing act of well progress with Overwatch Two coming. They want to sort of get rid of that and add maybe some more new mechanics that just won't work on those older maps. But um, you're you're right, Cat. Like in saying like, well, with the, with not even being able to to download the DLC that you've purchased or have no access to that, that's where it starts. The line starts to get drawn for me, where it's like, okay, hold on. So I paid you for this, but now there's just no way for me to ever access it again. Like, I know you can download it one last time, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I just wish there was a better way of grandfathering people in to access that offline content. Multiplayer maps, though, going, servers getting shut down, um, I understand. But when it comes to, like, offline content, I don't know, I feel like, like just a, a greater effort could be made to preserve that content for someone that's already paid for that paid for that license and paid for that content yeah because those a lot of those dlcs are actually like single mm -hmm. yeah the, hopefully the they do have other releases like they mentioned where it's packaged as part of it i mean persona 5 royal is a perfect example of that right like mm -hmm. they added that bit in afterwards so um so yeah hopefully that's that's what they're doing but like i get it like servers are expensive upkeep on this stuff is expensive and if you're getting like the bare minimum of people coming in and tapping into it like every so often, not really like why, you know? Yeah. I, yep. uh, I think like if I think if they can give like people access maybe to the new SKUs, mm -hmm. like at least like just give them the new SKU or give them a rebate to buy the mm -hmm. new SKU of like the remaster or the repackage or whatever, like. So that they have access to all that DLC content again, I think it would help. But at the same time, it's like a lot of these games are just like on PC, um, through like stuff like good old games that used to like that was their shtick to bring back old classics, or it's just people like legitimately still playing on their PlayStation threes and mm. you know, and things like that. So I get it. And old old like Rainbow Six games, I mean. Y'all can make your own servers with your friends. Your yeah, matches. I was gonna say peer to peer. Like I know uh, some buddies of mine. They like even with the Master Chief. Well, actually, I think they were doing it before the Master Chief Collection came out. But they were doing yeah a lot of peer to peer stuff and getting some games going. Like it's it's a lot more work than just flipping on your Xbox and and off you go. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe if there was more options like that, open up for the multiplayer side. But yeah, when I've paid for like that DLC and then it's just like well, it's off the server now and although you paid for it there's just like literally no way to access it and it's just in the ether now it's like oh but at the same time there's so many i have so many games too at at this point that i want to dive into and i just don't have the time for so i don't even know if i would notice <laughs> well that's it if it wasn't a news story of them telling us besides the fact they have to notify people that they're turning things off would we care yeah <laughs> you would if you went and tried to go get that content one saturday afternoon you'd be like what i i thought i bought this like what where is all of it but yeah i know it's it's true for me in the way that i currently consume gaming at a higher click like trying to trying to write reviews for my own website and i don't know if i would uh, but again yeah. if, if things slow down a bit and then maybe i play this one game religiously for like five years and sink in thousands of dollars for extra content for skins like something like Fortnite, and then all of a sudden it's just it's just gone it's like 
Yeah, yeah. I can understand if something was five years old. Some of these, especially 2012, we're talking about 10-year-old games. Which, yeah. also, I'm just like, holy crap. I feel like, was Zombie U really out that long ago? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was one and of were the, the servers released- still up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who still the- plays the Wii U? Like, yeah, was- I was going to say, it was the first, one of the first releases for the Wii U. Then it, it was. was sh- it was... It came out day one. I remember that. And there was a game-breaking bug. I remember Kat Ashley being so mad. <laughs> yeah. Because she couldn't get through it. The game-breaking bug. Yeah, with, with something like Zombie U, I, I find the forgiveness there because you can't really even go and kind of buy that console in traditional, like, off-the-shelf sense. So, I mean, yeah. like, if the, the console's no longer being really produced by Nintendo I mean, anymore. Nintendo, like, is pulling... Nintendo and Sony, like, I feel like a lot of these consoles of these first parties are pulling enough services themselves that at one point the third parties like EA and UB gotta be like, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we cl- we're closing the Wii U eShop. So what's going to Ubisoft going to do about like Zombie U and the DLCs and their, yeah. and their multiplayer server? They're going to be like, same, bro. Same. <laughs> well, I mean, at least by putting out these news stories, these alerts, the the notes and the support pages, at least it gives people a chance to go in and get the content if they yeah. want to. They do yeah. have a timeline. It, it kind of sets the stage. And we're seeing that in a lot of cases. It's only in the rare case where it's taken down and kind of like immediately taken down. You never get the chance to touch it again like PT, which I will never get rid of my PS4. Um, speaking of w- more weird stuff from video game companies, not that suddenly on servers is weird, but you know, EA likes to open foot or open mouth, insert foot, open oh, foot, masters. jeez, Leah, open that's their foot. creepy. Then they put their <laughs> mouth in there. <laughs> so, um, this is, is an interesting story it comes from Kotaku. Um, but I don't know if you guys saw the like meme thing that was going around the internet for a while saying like they're a 10, but. And then they would yes. say something degrading about something else. Yes. Or it was often like silly tongue in cheek, you know, that kind of thing. Um, EA kind of jumped on that bandwagon, but in doing it, ended up shitting on single player games and the, some of their most highest rated games and selling games are single player games. So head scratcher. So essentially the tweet was they're a 10, but they only like playing single player games. <laughs> So obviously, the internet took that and ran with it and started a meme war a little bit. Um, so other people started, you know, shitting on EA. Essentially, uh, one person, uh, the guy who writes for uh, Forbes, Paul Tassie, says, "Understandably, understandable. You are unfamiliar with the concept of tens. You made anthem." Just saying a fact here. <laughs> um, some other folks wrote uh, one um, ex-developer of one of the games uh, that the studio that was purchased by EA and then shut down. From Zach Mombach. Yeah, he's, he said, this is the company that shut down my studio and laid off approximately 100 great developers because we were making a single player game and then laughing, crying emoji. Also, if you break if you break game rating score down to a 10 point scale, most EA games are a solid six or seven, not because the developers are bad, but because EA, the corporation forces them to rush games out. 
EA corporate leadership wouldn't know what a 10 looks like in term of video games. Holy and then, fuck. Yeah. God. And then other people started talking smack because some of the highest rated EA games are single player. Like we're talking Titan about Ball ti- 2. Exactly. Why? The and same Dragon Age. Inquisition. The Jedi game. Like, uh, it's Mass insane. Of, Mass Effect. Like, Mass Effect. Like, wait, come on. Like, who, who formulated that tweet? Yeah. Like, you also just, you just remade all of the Mass Effects together. And yeah. you're also bringing back Dead Space in that same vein. So, like, what, what, why would you, like, alienate your audience, number one? Yeah. Uh, shoot your yourself in the foot with your upcoming portfolio which is just very very exciting and like what like i don't understand it like i don't know sometimes i feel like there's just someone you know a poor social media manager just trying to jump on a trend here and then they don't realize that what they are saying is just alienating their company their fan base and yeah they 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 gotta they try to make it too generic if you want these to work it would have to be like they're a 10, but they didn't romance Garrus in Mass Effect. There you, you know, go. Like, you know, yeah. like they need you to be hardcore to... like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a FIFA joke they could have made. They could like, have made. Yeah. There's made more so sense. many other <laughs> yeah. jokes instead of like shitting on an entire genre, which they actually do really well. Um, so EA's which is initial saving post... their company, by the way. Exactly. And the only multiplayer game that's actually keeping them afloat is Apex, which is a spinoff. Of Titanfall. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, I'm sorry, like other than your sports your sports balls games here, EA, like The Sims and uh the Bioware catalog, whatever Respawn is doing with the Star Ravel Wars. I mean did really well in Ravel 2. Like they oh, rated yeah. high. So yeah, like so <sighs> EA's initial the, post. The, the, go ahead. The two, the two of us. What was the the indie one that was game of the year? Um it takes that was two. a single it takes two. I don't know. I yeah. just came up. Was that I, I, EA too? Yeah, that's that's an, off, that's an offshoot of indie. They, so they published it, but that uh, uh, Joseph Fair Fairs. He, yeah. I, I, I think I'm I'm likely sorry. Sorry, the Joseph. two brothers developer too. Yeah, yeah. Like why? Like <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so EA's initial post has already garnered over nine thousand comments and eleven thousand quote tweets, which of course is just people shitting on EA. Some did pointed de- out. Did they delete it? No, no, there's a follow-up. They can't. Some pointed out that single-player games are among EA's most popular and acclaimed, like The Sims and Dragon Age Inquisition. Respawn Mm. boss Vince Campella, currently overseeing Star Wars Jedi Survivor, simply reacted to the post with a facepalm emoji. A few hours (laughs) later, the company tapped out. Roast well deserved, it wrote. We'll take the this L because playing single player games actually makes them an eleven. Okay. Okay. They Shut were, up. Somebody walked up to the Gen Z person on the team and was like, "How, how do, do we save this? How do we <laughs> save this?" And it's like, it's like, it's so very the way it's written is so like, how do you do, fellow kids? Mm. You know, oh, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I mean, my question to you all is. How do you feel about companies jumping in on meme bandwagons? Do you think it works? Do you if think it fails? Do you, if it's, it's, it's Ali doing it, then it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Ali does do a good meme, um, both when she was doing it for GOG and now doing it for Xbox. That is very true. 
I think the problem is they don't understand the trends fully. No. And yeah. they they don't the person who wrote this, they like they that's you were right, Dapper. They alienated like a large part of their audience. That's not how you do those memes. And like I'm thinking of like ten tweets that would have been better. Yeah. You know, already. you should have added you should have added that last one, Kat, the the one about romancing Garrett. That's hilarious. Put that that's on your CV. Like perfect. right there. That 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 would have trended for all the right reasons and been hilarious. And even it made me laugh, like being uh, a Mass Effect fan. But yeah, yeah. like it's I, I think they were trying to go to cast too wide of a net on this and they, mm. they failed. Um well, you know, like it's like, you know, I I think there's some more generic ones that they could have made that would have landed better, honestly. Well yeah. it, it also depends like on on what kind of social management they have, like mm-hmm. social media management. Like we know that Xbox hires people from our generation that understand what this is about, that understand know what it means and what to say and what not to say like and who's to say that whoever manages the um the social aspect at ea like maybe they're just some 50 year old marketing guy who just sees trends and like i'm gonna jump on this and like and it's not actually people that know what video games are and what they're talking about so it, it's a tweet by committee that failed exactly yeah but I it's mean, not just I one re- person doesn't I, feel like it's one person i manage social media people and like i feel like if we were looking at something we would you know play devil's advocate like i always run if i'm gonna have to post someone something i always run it by someone else to make sure is there any way Makes this sense. could be turned against me yeah. <laughs> the, or, or, the only time easy. you should be playing devil's advocate when somebody sends like when they're like would this offend somebody let's go now's the time to turn it around yeah, or or exactly. maybe they wanted to stir the pot at their own behest. I, I don't oh, yeah. know if that would be my play, but hey, we're here talking about it. It created a huge kind of, you know, rage pool online. I mean, Again, for my brand personally, I don't want that directed at me. That's not the way, you know, I want to do it. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just giving them too much credit in this in this scenario. But it, it just mean, seems like with all with literally a, probably one or two of their physical quarters are going to be rescued by uh dead space number one like where it's a single player experience it's like i i don't know if i was if i was a shareholder i'd be like okay so wait we've got this ip coming up that everyone's looking forward to it's single player and then you guys are online talking about how you are a bit of a loser if you play single player games explain <laughs> it's shitting on a whole a yeah. whole part of their yeah. i got development one. team you got one uh shit i lost it Damn. It'll come back to you. It'll come back Damn to it, you. Catherine. We'll talk about something fun and uplifting because you know how I like to add a story at the end of this show that makes yes. us feel good about ourselves. Yes. Simon, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, every year I talk about uh, Games on Quick, Summer Games on Quick, and Awesome Games on Quick. It's a bi yearly marathon. Uh, Catherine, you just you got moved it. your hand as it reminds you. you got remember it. Let's it go. Is. Yeah. There are 10, but they don't turn on the subtitles. <laughs> Oh, they don't <laughs> turn a, on the subtitles. That's one. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, sorry. Uh, sorry, I got it back. And okay. yeah, even even for like accessibility gamers, I think like uh, they'd get a kick out of that. They'd be like, yeah, it, it just works in so many ways for so many groups of people and doesn't alienate a, a large group of people. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. 
Small. <laughs> Go back to SDG2. That's quick, totally cause... fine. So SGDQ just finished uh, this year. They um, they picked up. I think it's over over three million dollars for charity. Um, it, they it just finished. I think it's uh, yesterday when we're recording this. Yeah, on the night of uh, Sunday morning and like three in the morning. Uh, so the, the the final total was three million uh, twenty one thousand dollars for Médecins Sans Frontières or Doctors Without Borders. Um, and again, a wonderful marathon and, and some awesome, really awesome runs that that uh, that they were put in place. Uh, some of my favorites that I I watched the um, Final Fantasy X one was really great. Uh, it's I think it's that in three hours, oh, clo- close to four hours, uh, they did it. Um, and uh, the Legend of Zelda, of course, always good. Mario sixty four one twenty stars with. Um, I think simply the guy's name, the runner, really great, really awesome, and yeah, good, uh, entertaining uh, runs. Um, Super Mario Sunshine as well is really good. Some really, really, really good ones. One thing that I kind of found annoying, uh, I was watching towards the end there, mm-hmm. and they were pushing really hard for um, the incentive for an extra run of Elden, Elden Ring. Uh, so they had a a all remembrance run which is like all the main bosses run mm-hmm. uh, and then they were to get the tree million they were going to do the um any percent and they were like basically stalled for like 30 minutes of not just begging for donations to kind of get that run going which i thought was just kind of weird like i i understand that you want to reach that goal and like you want to get people donating and and like the person running the game is just kind of waiting there twiddling their thumbs and i thought that was a little bit weirdly handled and um some people noticed that as well and then they took to reddit and actually one of the organizers went in there and and said yeah we agree the incentives were not um handled well and just the way that they were kind of pushing for donation wasn't necessarily the way that they wanted to do it um but he said you know the people in chat people uh, at the location uh because it was live right now they actually did a mix for the first time uh, it was mixed live people and mixed people online um everyone was kind of like hyped and getting the donation train going and everything so that's kind of why they decided to to keep going but it moved a lot of things around and it pushed some of the uh, runs to different times so mm. it was a little bit handled weird but like it was really uh always a good time i always have it running in the background whenever uh uh, whenever it's going on in uh, in summer and during the winter, so yeah, yeah three uh, three million again. So. It's something that I feel like we've been doing GOG now for <laughs> eleven years, um, and <laughs> that's <laughs> holy amazing. Shit, <laughs> eleven years, <laughs> um, and you know it's always something that comes up every you know uh, winter, summer, that kind of thing, and I was just curious. To know kind of like how long has this been going? How oh, wow, much money wow. have they made? So I went and looked it up. They've made nearly 41 million raised across 37 marathons. Mm. Impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much being ran by the same people now as well. Like it's uh, from, from day one, it's the same team that have been doing it. It's a lot more... Uh, family friendly right now i remember uh it was kind of uh, a dissonance uh, a couple of years back when some of the original quote-unquote people who did the speed running marathon um wanted to go more towards a, an adult version of this 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like some of the organizers decided to go more for, for a family friendly version. So like you can't curse or, you know, you can't use strong language, that kind of stuff, which I totally get it. You know, it's fine. You get, a, you get a wider audience that way. Exactly. And drive mm-hmm. drive more money too, which I guess mm-hmm. is the point. Exactly. Which makes a lot of sense. It's totally good. Like, it does, is it blocking certain people from attending the event because they disagree? Probably. But still overall, like, clearly the formula works if they're making millions of dollars for uh, uh, so clearly, you know, they're doing something right. So Yeah. It's always nice to end the show on a happy note, especially when the gaming world can be a little bit of a shitstorm every so can often. Be a poop. Oh, yeah. So it's nice that gamers are doing something good. And with that, I'd like to close out the show for this week. As always, I invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links for all the stories mentioned in the episodes if you want to get a rundown of all of that. If you could do me a solid and rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening, if you have the power to do so, it really does help out with uh, Discovery and pushing us up in the rankings. And we'd love to hear what you say. Also, if you really want to say it to us, go to TalkBack in the iHeartRadio app. Leave us a voicemail and a voice message, and we will uh, obviously listen. Maybe it'll be heard on the show. And with that, I want to thank the crew for being on the show with us this week. Give them a chance to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them online. Dapper, a.k.a. Matthew, a.k.a. Mr. Suave Devonair. Where can people find you online and learn about everything that you're doing in the video game realm? What a hype hit there. I love it. <laughs> uh, you can find me at dapper underscore tux uh, at, uh, on Twitter as well as Instagram. So check me out there. And of course, uh, dappertux.com for all of your dapper needs. It's, it's all there. Love it. Catherine, where can people find you? I am C-S-D-S-B-I-N-S-C-S-D-B-I-N on Twitter and Instagram. But y'all can find me in the Girls on Game Discord. That's where I hang out and post my Wordle results. <laughs> shout, out to Wordle. shout out to wordle it is still going it's still going strong simon what cute fuzzy creature or awesome human are we following today yeah if you're a fan of uh cringe covers of of well-known songs or just people singing that should not be singing go follow <laughs> catatonic cutes on uh instagram it's an account that they post um people with too much time and too much money making weird music videos um people with too much self-confidence making weird cover videos and weird cover songs it's just it, it's for a good laugh uh so catatonic youths on instagram go check it out it's always nice. funny always makes me happy nice and i'm leah you are most social media handful hand it's the end of the show so i can't talk yay (laughs) i am leah you are most social media handles but of course you want to know everything there is to know about girls on games you can track us down at the girls on games on twitter and facebook just girls on games on instagram discord.me slash girls on games to continue this lovely convo and more but of course if you ever need to know anything at all you can track it down at our home base that's our website girlsongames.ca Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Simon. It's been another lovely week in video games, and I'm off to flip houses. See you all next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>